This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. Oh. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. Fantasy expert Jeff Meller has it for you. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. <laughs> How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good morning on this Sunday morning. Doing a little bit of an oddity today as I broadcast live from San Antonio. On a little family getaway for the weekend. The Bears are on by. If you're a Bears fan, you know that. But I'm well aware that the ESPN 1000 listener, their fantasy matchup is not on by. So I'm here for you, folks. It's 312-332-3776. And uh, apparently, I picked a good weekend to duck out because uh, fighting traffic through the streets of Chicago is difficult because of the Chicago Marathon. But you locals are well aware of it. Uh, Eric Ostrowski producing today may be uh, chiming in a little bit more than usual just to kind of keep us on our way. Eric, how's the uh, how's the scene out on State Street in front of the First Midwest Bank Studios? Crowded for one. There are people everywhere. And just the way the city supports the runners, like strangers running by, everyone screaming and yelling. It's a cool energy for an early Sunday morning. No, that's well put. It is always a fantastic Sunday morning. Uh, in the middle of October when the Chicago Marathon is going off. And uh, it is a great scenery around the city. Good luck to all the runners out there today. Uh, They are doing something that they've worked long and hard for. And so hopefully they will all be successful in their endeavors. But that does not mean we do not have football to talk about. We have early morning football to talk about in London. Let's get it kicked off that away. Panthers, Buccaneers. El Galáctico, Calala, en el procedente de la Universidad de Houston, movimiento de Craig Wilson, de izquierda a derecha. Le entregan a McCaffrey, ¡Se corre por fuera! ¡Te vas a meter! ¡Te vas a meter! ¡Touchdown! 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 ¡Christian! ¡Touchdown! ¡McCaffrey! ¡Touchdown! ¡Touchdown! ¡Bailale! 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 ¡Con fetis y serpentinas! ¡Con fuegos artificiales! Los Panthers Radio Network with the call there. Christian McCaffrey is awesome. He is the best overall player in fantasy football. And no concerns, he will be playing today in London as the Panthers take on the Bucks with, again, the 8.30 start. So if you're listening right now, you have yourself about 20 minutes before most lineups lock. So you've got 20 minutes to make sure you've got your Panthers and Buccaneers players set. The good news is there's no real key injuries. McCaffrey was the biggest name who is a non-participant on Wednesday, but Ron Rivera pointed out that that is just to manage his workload. No surprise, as he is garnering an immense number of touches. Of course, the key inactives for the Panthers, Cam Newton is still out, but Kyle Allen has stepped in and has been very good for them. As for the Bucs, big concern will be, will Mike Evans be a little more productive than he was last week. Shut down by Marshawn Lattimore. No catches. No real key injuries for the Buccaneers. Most of the key fantasy players will be out there. Chris Godwin, of course, available. Um, He's been a very good player for you in fantasy. So 
Again, 8.30 start. We start with that one just to make sure that you're aware if you have any key players on the Panthers and Bucks, make sure they're in your lineup before 8.25 when most lineups start because we do have the early game. All right, onward. 49ers, Rams. Early the single back. They will run him through the right side. The 10, the 5, untouched to the end zone. Touchdown, Todd Gurley. Touchdown, L.A. With 6.53 to go in regulation, the Rams are out to a 22-13 lead. All right, so the Todd Gurley owners out there have been dealing with a knee injury that while he's been playing, you've has probably left you wondering how healthy is he truly. Well, the quad injury has reared its ugly head. Is that related to the arthritic knee? Not quite sure yet, but the reality is Todd Gurley is out today, which means Malcolm Butler, I'm sorry, Malcolm Brown is in line for the workload with Daryl Henderson finally seeing his first real action. At least we expect his first real action for the Rams. And of course, you'll remember Henderson, a high pick for the Rams. And a lot of people have been wondering what he could bring to this offense. We expect that we will see him more heavily involved in the passing game than Malcolm Brown, although Brown, I expect, will see plenty of carries himself. The truth is, Malcolm Brown is kind of a mid-teen player for me this week. I don't think you can be completely sure about what he's going to give you because we haven't really seen this situation where Todd Gurley has been ruled out. And, I mean, we have with C.J. Anderson, but we haven't seen it with Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson. So it's kind of just a guessing game to know who is going to be seeing the real workload today. I expect that Malcolm Brown will see the large majority of it. But again, I do think Daryl Henderson will be worked in from the 49ers perspective. The key player to note is George Kittle dealing with a groin injury. Now, early word from Adam Schefter, George Kittle is expected to be a available uh, today, but there are concerns that Kittle may not be able to make it through the game. So that's one of those ones with a 3.05 start time. You have to make sure that you check the pregame inactives because when he gets out there for the pregame warm-up, they're going to want to see what he's capable of. And if it's not to their liking, there's a possibility that George Kittle could be ruled out and for one of those late afternoon games that can always leave you in a bit of a pinch. So that is something that's not always uh, preferred if you're a Kittle owner. He's too good, though, really not to start, especially at that tight end position. So if I'm a Kittle owner, I am probably holding out, especially with the encouraging news that Adam Schefter is reporting that he is expected to go. So if I'm a Kittle owner, I am probably waiting it out and hoping that I can go ahead and just plug him into your lineup because you probably don't have a better alternative, even if he's only out there for half the snaps that he's usually out there for. Jaguars. Camara. Look at Camara go. Look at Camara past the 50 and racing down the sideline. They can't get him. He breaks it for the touchdown. Again, fantasy football frenzy here on ESPN 1000. 312 332 3776. Yes, Elvin Camara popped up on the injury report late in the week on Thursday. Uh, dealing with an ankle injury. The good news is that uh, he is expected to go. Again, though, one of those, we always throw out the caveat here on Fantasy Football Frenzy that the early morning news we're getting is nice to have, especially because we're on every morning, every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. It's nice to have these early news reports, but you do need to 
be responsible and check yourself because, again, sometimes things creep up in pregame warm-up. So Kamara is expected to go. And if you're a Kamara owner, even though uh, you're a little bit concerned, there's nobody better that you're going to start. So assuming Kamara, assuming all the reports we're hearing, Kamara is a go, you're going to have to start him against the Jaguars in Jacksonville today because, uh, really, he's just too good to bench even dealing with an injury. Falcons, Cardinals. It'll be second and goal at the two. And again, David Johnson looking for room, and he gets to the goal line. Touchdown. Ball crosses the plane. And David Johnson has a touchdown for the Cardinals. All right, so uh, another first-round running back who we're dealing with here in week six. David Johnson, his back locked up on him. He is expected to play, though, so that is good news for David Johnson owners. Again, another caveat, though, make sure you check those inactives before the games go. This one is a 3.05 start time, so if you're a David Johnson owner, I would encourage you, if you don't already have him, check your waiver wire, see if Chase Edmond is available, because if he is and Johnson does not go, he would be the player in line to see the biggest workload increase. If you're a David Johnson owner, again, these are these... Look, these are the bell cow backs that you drafted in the first round. You likely do not have too many better options on your bench. We will go through your calls. Again, 312-332-3776 or hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. We will answer all your questions here as we go through them and we'll kind of find which running backs are in play for people. But if you're a David Johnson owner, he's expected to go and uh, they'll test it out in the pregames. And if you're a Johnson owner, hopefully... You can go ahead and use him, but if not, maybe you can use have Chase Edmond available just in case. Texans, Chiefs. Four-man rush, Mahomes holding it, looks to throw it long, he's going to throw it long. Gunning it for Tyreek Hill on the near side, tracks the ball, caught it, touchdown, Kansas City! All right, Tyreek Hill, here is somebody who's going to test it in pregame warm-ups Now, he's been out since week one with the shoulder injury. That is huge news for Patrick Mahomes because you add Tyreek Hill to the skill positions that he has available to him. And all of a sudden, this Chiefs offense, which looked fairly pedestrian last Sunday against the Colts, only scoring 13 points. You put Tyreek Hill back out there for the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes can threaten, take the top off the defense. And you have yourself that dynamic Chiefs offense again. If he's a go, he, for me, is a must-start. I don't really care who your other options are in in fantasy. I I want Tyreek Hill and his big playability. He can make your week in one long touchdown. So if you're a Tyreek Hill owner and he is active, I'm starting him. I'm not worrying about it. Like, again, there are some players who who may see bigger volume this week, but Hill only needs one long touchdown. And with Pat Mahomes throwing the ball to him, That is certainly possible on every play. Of course, for the Kansas City Chiefs, Sammy Watkins is out. He's been dealing with that hamstring injury, which he re-aggravated last week. So maybe it is good news for Watkins owners because they don't have to deal with the headache. You want a piece of the offense every time you can get it. But if he's not going to be 100%, you don't have to worry about being finding yourself in a situation where a player is going to put up a goose egg for you. Uh, in terms of the other receivers, Mecole Hardman, obviously, Demarcus Robinson, they're probably fringe wide receiver threes for you. And Byron Pringle, even if Hill does not suit up, I am skittish. I'm putting Byron Pringle out there 
just one week after a very productive week for him. I don't feel great about using him this week. I think you're chasing points if you use Pringle this week. So even though it was a nice uh, performance from him and he might be worth rostering on your team, he's probably not worth starting right now. You're just too uncertain about what you can get. On the other side of the ball for the Houston Texans, Kenny Stills is likely out. He's a per Ian Rappaport. He's trying to... uh, talk his way into the game, but uh, Texans folks believe that he is still a week away. Cowboys, Jets. Donald throws, and a beauty, and very close to a touchdown. Did he get in? It is a touchdown. Chris Herndon with his second of the game. All right, so if you're one of the fantasy football owners out there who have been looking for a solution at the tight end problem, you may have seen and read a lot about Chris Herndon finally finally returning for the Jets this week. Hold on there. Wait just a moment because even though Sam Darnold is going to be back and starting for the Jets, returning from mononucleosis, Chris Herndon is not. The takeoff for him is going to be delayed. He An injury cropped up this week. He is likely to miss at least two weeks. So for anybody who was searching for a solution to their tight end woes, Chris Herndon is not it for you this week. On the Cowboys side of the ball, worth mentioning that Leal Collins uh, is out, their right tackle, and Tyron Smith, their uh, Pro Bowl left tackle, unlikely to play, although Smith still has a bit of a chance, apparently. Now, we don't start offensive lines in fantasy football, or at least the vast majority of us out there don't. So what the real takeaway, there's, there's not much of a takeaway because you need to start Ezekiel Elliott. You need to start Amari Cooper. And at this point, you're probably starting Dak Prescott most weeks. But just mentioning the line could be uh, lesser than 100% and maybe not as nearly as effective as you hope from the Cowboys line. Steelers, Chargers. Rivers working out of the gun. Rivers. Fires. Complete. Hunter Henry. Touchdown, Chargers. Phillip Rivers with another strike. All right, so Hunter Henry. And maybe this is if you're somebody who owns a George Kittle. Uh, Maybe go out and check your free agent waiver wire because there is a chance that Hunter Henry was released because he suffered a knee injury. And a lot of people thought that he could be out for a significant portion of time. But that was week one. It's now week six. And Hunter Henry apparently is expected to play. Now, he will in all likelihood be limited. But Hunter Henry, even though he may be, you know, you may be looking at like a three or four catch game tops from him. He is a red zone threat for the Los Angeles Chargers. And they're hosting the Steelers tonight who have been a bit of a mess and you have to wonder with uh, Devlin Hodges under center for them what they're going to be able to do offensively the Chargers may have a huge huge lead in terms of time of possession in this game just because the Steelers may not be able to keep anything going offensively we will see so if you're a again one of these owners who doesn't have one of the few elite tight end options out there Hunter Henry is definitely worth rostering Again, this is more of a play for the rest of the season. But look, even in a pinch, maybe you have George Kittle and just to have safety in case George Kittle can't go because it is the uh, the Sunday nighter, it is worth stashing him on your roster. And you know what? I'll just mention one more before we go to the calls here. 
the Lions take on the Green Bay Packers up at Lambeau Field tomorrow on Monday Night Football. TJ Hawkinson is your injury question there. Uh, still un- uncertainty there. So it's one of those situations where if I'm a Hawkinson owner, I would not wait on it. I would go ahead and find a tight end solution who is playing today as opposed to waiting until tomorrow because I just don't think you want to find yourself in a position where uh, he is inactive if uh, the uh, the game gets going and you're already in a situation where it's Monday Night Football and you have no alternative to turn to. All right, uh, one more quick reminder. Again, if you're just joining us, last second chance for you to go ahead and set your lineup if you have any Panthers or Bucks. That game in London, the second game being played, the second NFL game being played in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Of course, we saw the Bears lose to the Raiders last week, uh, unfortunately for us here uh, in Chicago. But uh, the Bears on by the Panthers and Bucks with the 8:30 start. Make sure you get your lineup set uh, because most of them lock in about seven minutes here. All right, I am Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000. Again, with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m., 312-332-3776. If you'd like to uh, fire your lineup question at me, try and help you get a win this week. And a good place to start would be in Mount Prospect, where we head out to say good morning to Mike. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Jeff. Thanks for the shout-out on the marathon. My son is running it for the first time. He's done Detroit three years in a row, but he's doing the big one today. So thanks that a lot. I hope awesome, everybody's Mike. Yes. Hey, I've got a, a PPR, full PPR. My opponent had Gurley, and I snatched a Malcolm mm-hmm. Brown just before he was able to do it. And I'm actually tempted to start him against uh, versus Karan Johnson. Uh, I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, you know, you know what? That's... Look, great move by you, Mike. Even and here's here's one of those. This is where you get very uh, meta in terms of uh, fantasy football. I love the move just because this is a great defensive move. You you scoop right. him up and you leave your opponent in the situation where he has very few places to turn to. But the way the Lions have been using Carryon Johnson the last few weeks, I've been very encouraged. They released C.J. Anderson after week two. It looks like this job is all Carryon Johnson's, and especially in the PPR format. I'm not quite sold that Malcolm Brown is going to be seeing a lot of receptions, even though I do think he'll see the majority of the carries. I think Daryl Henderson will be worked in quite significantly by the Rams today. So I just think the volume for Kerryon Johnson is going to be much greater. And in the PPR format, it's it's so significant. It doesn't seem like a big deal, but those those three, four catches every week that you can count on are a huge bonus in the fantasy in a, the PPR scoring format. So, Mike, I would use Kerryon Johnson. Thanks, Jeff. Have a safe trip home from San Antonio. Ah, I will, Mike. Thank you for listening. Again, Mike drops off, which leaves a line open for you at 312-332-3776. That's how Joe in Spring Grove got in. Hey, Joe, what's going on? Morning, Jeff. I've got uh, three running backs. I need one in a one-point PPR. I got Joe Mixon at the Ravens. I got James Conner at the Chargers. And I got... Carry on Johnson at the Packers Monday night. I love it. Joe gives you the uh, matchup that they're taking on. It makes it very easy for the listeners out there. I will say that immediately, even though he is the most talented runner of the three guys, immediately I'm going to rule out Joe Mixon, the Ravens. That's a tough place to play. And look, it's been brutal for the Bengals offensively. They can't get anything going these days. I'm very concerned about them offensively. So I'm immediately ruling him out. And Kind of what I just talked about, Joe, when it comes when I look at Carrion Johnson and James Conner, I am more encouraged 
by what the Lions are doing with Carrion uh, the past few weeks coming off the bye. Uh, you would imagine that Carrion Johnson's going to be feeling good on a Monday nighter in Green Bay. I like his opportunities more so than James Conner, who has been uh, dealing a little bit with Jalen Samuel. And as I mentioned, Devlin Hodges, that is something that, while it won't affect James Conner directly because he's not going to be catching too many passes from him, the reality is it does affect him because how will they be able to move the chains in Pittsburgh with Hodges under center? You have to envision Mike Tomlin trying to trying to squeak out a win in Los Angeles. The reality is I don't love the matchup for James Conner with uh, with Hodges under center. So um, Kerryon Johnson, for me, is a pretty easy go, Joe. All right. Thanks, Jeff. No problem. All right. Let's try Tom in Fox Lake with a quarterback question. Hey, Tom, you're on ESPN 1000. Hi, Jeff. Derek Carr is off this week, so I need one of these two quarterbacks. I got an Andy Dalton at the Ravens, and I've got Kirk Cousins at home against the Eagles. Yeah, you know that. So that one's actually fairly easy for me, Tom. I would go ahead and use Kirk Cousins. I know. I love it, Eric. Uh, That's how Kirk Cousins feels. Uh, Look, the Eagles are a tough matchup, but that secondary can be beat. And at home, you have to like Kirk Cousins' prospects there. Was a little better last week for the Vikings. Diggs and Thielen hopefully getting back in a rhythm with Kirk Cousins. I think Cousins over Dalton. And kind of what I talked about, I think it's pretty easy because the Ravens, that's that's a team that likes to you know use ball control with Lamar Jackson under center who uh, keep the ball away from the, the Bengals. I could very easily see the, the Ravens getting out to a you know double-digit lead and uh, watching the Bengals kind of just get in their own way. I have been very discouraged by everything I've seen from the Bengals. And if you, are, if you have really anybody on the Bengals roster and you can get anything of value for them, now Dalton's not somebody you're going to trade in all reality, but you know if somebody is interested in Mixon, go ahead and trade him away because I, I just have been... Very discouraged by what I've seen from the Bengals so far this year. All right, so that does it here. 312-332-3776. We're going to drop it there in the first segment. I've got plenty of callers, though, who have plenty of, I see a Frank Gore, LaShawn McCoy question. I see somebody wondering if they should start Teddy Bridgewater this this week. That's interesting. Ned in Downers Grove has a Aaron Rodgers question. So that's where we're at in fantasy football. Again, every Sunday morning with you starting at 8 a.m., on ESPN 1000, I'm Jeff Meller. You can tweet me at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. When we come back, I will give you some tidbits from our ESPN stats and info. Something you may want to know about Damian Williams, if you're a Damian Williams owner. Let you know that next, right here on ESPN 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. It is indeed. We're with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. for an hour to help you set your fantasy football matchup. I am Jeff Meller. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. If we cannot get you through your questions today on the phone lines, we'll do so on Twitter. Just hit me up there and I'll try and answer them. Uh, The caveat always, make sure you get them to me before 11 a.m. because uh, after that, no guarantees I can get to all of them and answer your questions. But... If you call in early every Sunday morning, we will answer your questions here live on the air right here on ESPN 1000. Again, uh, the Panthers and Bucks game yet to kick off, but we'll do so momentarily. Chances are that uh, whatever league you're playing in, your lineup has locked. So hopefully 
as we were talking about all oh, that whole first segment, you were able to set your lineup with your Panthers and Bucks. But I promised you some Damian Williams information. The Kansas City Chiefs running back, despite missing two games this season, leads the Chiefs running backs in receptions and targets. That's important against the Texans team, allowing a league-high nine catches per game to opposing backs this season. Williams had 12 of the 15 touches by Chiefs running backs in Week 5, putting him at the head of the committee in what should be a very high-scoring game if you uh, follow the over, over-unders, which, of course, is uh, 55, the highest on the board in Week 6. That info courtesy of my man Jacob Nitzberg senior analyst for ESPN stats and info. So there you go. If you're a Damian Williams owner, probably a good week to get him back into your lineup. All right. Another chiefs running back question. This one comes to us from Tom in Bridgeport's Tom. Good morning. You're on ESPN 1000. Good morning. How are you today? Uh, Very good. We have a guy dropped McCoy in our, in our league. And I want to should pick him up for drop goal and pick him up. My other running backs are Barkley, Eckler, Ronald Jones, and Mixon. Ooh, so Barkley, give me give me the guys you have one more time, Tom. Okay, Barkley, mm-hmm. Eckler, mm-hmm. Ronald Jones from Tampa Bay, and mm-hmm. Mixon. Yeah, so it's interesting, Tom, because you know what? I, I would go ahead and do that because with uh, I, we expect Devin Singletary to return to the Bills next week after they come off the bye, and that immediately will eat into a little bit of Frank Gore's touches. And LaShawn McCoy is somebody who, even though he's, you know, stuck in a bit of a timeshare right now with the man I just mentioned, Damian Williams, and maybe even Daryl Williams. The truth is, though, that even if McCoy is only seeing 10 to 12 touches per week, I think those touches are far more valuable than Frank Gore seeing 18 for the Bills. You know, and uh, the reality is I just the possibility of an injury to Williams makes McCoy so intriguing to me that I would want him on my roster. I definitely would go ahead and drop Frank Gore and pick up LaShawn McCoy, Tom. Thank you very much. My pleasure. All right, let's try Dave and Elkhorn, Wisconsin, across the border there. Hey, Dave, what's up? Hey, Jeff. Hey, thanks for giving some of that family time for us fantasy football addicts. Oh, yeah, I had to, I had to uh, kick the uh, wife and kids out of the hotel room much to their dismay, sent them off to an early breakfast uh, and uh, they're awaiting me after the show ends, probably just to yell at me because they're all tired after I kicked them out of the room too early. But uh, but anything for the ESPN 1000 listener out there. What's up, Dave? What do you got? I got a quarterback question this week. I need one of these three. I got Goff against the Niners, Rivers against the Steelers, or Bridgewater against the Jags. He's been pretty good, 3-0 and since taking over. Yeah, no, he has been, but but the reality is with Kamara a bit banged up uh, in Jacksonville. Let's let's be honest. Even though even though he's been decent, the Saints outside of New Orleans are they're always a, they're they're offensively they're always a bit more challenged than they are in the dome. Uh, so you're right, Dave. But I'm steer right now. I it's it's a matter of probabilities. I just don't think you know. Nine times out of ten, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be the highest scoring quarterback in the scenario you're giving me. So then I just right. move to all right, Rivers and Goff. And look, Goff without Gurley in a tough matchup, I, I I don't love it because he has shown you that he's prone to making mistakes. And against a tough, at least from what we've seen so far, a tough 49ers defense, it's not a great matchup. Whereas the Chargers at home on Sunday night, 
uh, you add in, uh, you know, Rivers having now two key weapons being added back to his arsenal in uh, Melvin Gordon, who should see an increased workload finally. And as we've been talking about this morning, Hunter Henry likely to be back. I like what Rev- Rivers has at his disposal against the Steelers team that's struggling again. And I mentioned Devlin Hodges is not somebody I trust. I could very easily see the Steelers struggling on offense, which will give the Chargers lots of opportunities offensively. So for me, it's a pretty easy call. I would use Rivers. Thanks, Jeff. My pleasure, Dave. All right. Dave drops off, which leaves a line open for you out there. 312-332-3776. If you have a fantasy football question here on Fantasy Football Frenzy, ESPN 1000. Let's try TJ in Morris. What's up, TJ? You got a tight end for me? Yes, I do. Good morning. I have a tight end that's uh, Vance McDonald or Jordan Aikens. I'm thinking it's going to be a high-scoring game in Kansas City. No, I think I I like exactly where you're going with that, TJ. And a lot of folks out there may be unfamiliar with Jordan Aikens, but uh, uh, as you just noted, that that it looks like it's going to be, we assume, a high-scoring game. Now, this is sometimes where you get yourself in trouble playing fantasy. It's just assuming that, okay, two high-powered offenses. But the reality is I like where your head's at. And when you you point out that, look, we don't really know what Devlin Hodges is capable of for the Steelers. And a lot of times when you're choosing – you know, these second-tier tight ends, it's not just about picking the tight end as much as it's picking it, the quarterback who's throwing them the ball. And so in mm-hmm. the way you've laid it out, I'm with you. I like the idea of playing Jordan Aikens this week against the Chiefs in a game where you expect the Texans to have to score a lot of points to keep up. So, uh, yeah, yeah, for me, I, I like that. I think the big play, Jordan Aikens, look, he's averaging uh, 15.7 yards per catch this season, which is the most among qualifying tight ends. He's got two touchdowns. That shows you that he's capable mm-hmm. of the big play. Whereas we're, you know, Vance McDonald, I just don't know what he's going to have. And he's just coming Hod- off injury also. So exactly. So yeah, even though it's like, I will say in the PPR format, McDonald is a little more valuable, but that's more, you know, along the thought thought process when Ben is throwing him the ball and we know that's not going to be happening this year. So I exactly. like where your head's at. I would use Jordan Aikens and the big play uh, possibilities. Thank you, man. Enjoy your vacation. Ah, thank you, TJ. All right. Again, 312-332-3776. Let's try Garrett in Elgin, who has a PPR-related question. Hey, Garrett, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? So here's my debate. I got um, I have Mahomes as my quarterback. I already got Kelsey out there. So my flex, I either have Alshon, who's kind of been a turd lately, and then I have Hardman, who's kind of boomer bust. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I'm at because all my other guys are either on buy or hurt. So I'm kind mm-hmm. of... Yeah, you know what, Garrett, I'm not going to – you're right. Look, Nicole Hardman is boomer bust, and I'll say this too. If Tyreek Hill does play – Which he the, is supposed to. He's supposed to, exactly. We're, they're going to test it in pregame warm-up, and all the signs point to uh, you know Tyreek Hill likely trying to give it a go. Nicole Hardman is probably somebody who, who probably – you know that's going to reduce his routes the most, but <sighs> – in the PPR format, Garrett, I'm not going to lie. I would, I personally would use Elshon Jeffrey, assuming Tyreek Hill plays. Now, if we find out around 10:30, 10:45 today that Tyreek Hill is not going to go, then I would go ahead and use Hardman. But I think with Tyreek Hill likely to be back out there for the Chiefs, it's just you know, and, and I know it's a tough matchup for the Eagles against the Vikings. You never yeah, like playing in Minnesota, but. 
in because in a standard scoring, I could say go ahead, swing for the home run. Hardman might make your day. Yeah. But in, in PPR, I just think Elshon Jeffrey is more likely to get you what you need in that situation. So who do you so, think of the guys takes over all of Watson? That's like the big debate right now. Because with Watson's well, out, man, we got D-Rob, we got Pringle, and Hartford. So I yeah. Feel I'm like, what are those guys going to fall out today? No, look, it, it's it's a you're right. Without Sammy Watkins, somebody's going to have to see more targets for the Chiefs. But one week for Byron Pringle is just not enough for me to trust him. I, I think the likely, yeah, I think yeah. Robinson and Hardman are both likely to be running the most routes along with Tyreek Hill. And in fact, just based on what we've heard, I wouldn't be surprised if Hardman and Robinson have more routes run today than Tyreek Hill. But yeah, still, no, he it doesn't matter because. It's it's not when we say Sammy Watkins. The truth is that Travis Kelsey is you know the number one receiving option along with Hill. But Kelsey's likely to see the most you know targets in that offense. And then you talk about uh, Damian Williams and Lashawn McCoy. And as I mentioned, that stat that the Texans are very susceptible to run to giving up passes to the running backs. It's it's a situation where I wouldn't be surprised at all if uh, Hill Kelsey. And Williams and McCoy see the most catches today in Hardman, right. and you know, so it's it's one of those things where just based on you know volume, the volume no, I, I expect to be there for the other guys, and I would rather trust the volume for Elshon Jeffrey over All right, Cole man. If, you'll be getting a call from me, man. If, <laughs> I swear. Oh, All right. Trust me, trust me, Garrett. I every Sunday <laughs> night I get blamed <laughs> by a lot of people for uh, giving them bad advice, but the truth no, is, I, it's cool. I have them in my flex now. I woke up with changed it, but I just. I I'm being a Chiefs fan. I'm a huge homer, so no. I, I look, Nicole Hardman is is dynamic, and that's the other thing too. Like, if you just want to have a player from your favorite team in the lineup, I'm not going to fight you on that. That's that's half the fun of being you know playing in fantasy football <laughs> is not only watching your guy go crazy. And Nicole Hardman is somebody who uh, who has that big playability. But again, if just from a if I'm trying to look at it logically, Elshon Jeffrey would be my start in the PPR format. All right, thanks, man. No problem. All right, so we have a few more minutes to try and get your phone, your uh, questions in again. Fantasy Football Frenzy with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. Coming up next, we will uh, try and finish it off here. And I have one more note I want to share with you about uh, a couple of uh, young signal callers that may be of interest to you if you're looking for a fantasy solution in terms of your uh, quarterbacks. We'll do that next right here on ESPN 1000. Five weeks. I'm going to curse you. You know, five weeks. And now he's dead. Hey. Well, maybe Eric Lee. Teams are not playing this week. Week six, the Buffalo Bills, the Chicago Bears, the Indianapolis Colts, the Oakland Raiders. Thank you. PSA. If you've left any players from those teams in your lineup for the previous week, get them out of your starting lineup now. The following has been a public service announcement from Fantasy Football Frenzy, exclusively on ESPN 1000. Ah, yes, as we do every Sunday morning here on ESPN 1000, we just remind you which teams are on the bye in case maybe you have their kicker and you uh, haven't been on top of your fantasy football lineup. Just remember, if you're a uh, Eddie Pinero owner or maybe an Adam Vinatieri owner, you uh, go ahead and need to find yourself a new kicker this week because they, along with the Raiders and Bills, are uh, indeed on bye. All right, I mentioned a couple notes on some signal callers that you may want to be aware of 
Per Jacob Nitzberg, ESPN Stats and Info, the Kyler Murray and Arizona Cardinals have a sweet matchup as they face the Falcons, a Falcons defense that has allowed the second most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Opposing quarterbacks are completing 71% of their passes and have 12 touchdown passes against the Atlanta defense this season. So perhaps an opportunity for you to go ahead and plug Kyler Murray into your lineup and maybe look to bench Baker Mayfield because um, while it doesn't seem like much of a stretch right now, if you're a Baker Mayfield owner after last week's Monday night performance, the numbers are not in his favor either. He's completed just 40% of his deep passes, which is 15 plus yards this year, which ranks 15th amongst qualified quarterbacks. But his three interceptions on such passes are tied for the most in the league. And he's one of just three quarterbacks to play every game that has not thrown a touchdown on a deep ball. So uh, things are not in Baker Mayfield's favor right now. Uh, In a week against a Seattle Seahawks defense, which is among the top 10 defenses against deep balls this this season in terms of receptions and completion percentage. So bad matchup for Baker and the Cleveland Browns in a game that you can hear right here on ESPN 1000 at noon. Pre-game coverage will begin at 11 o'clock. The Seattle Seahawks taking on the Cleveland Browns. Um, And with the Browns having both their starting cornerbacks out this week in Denzel Ward and Grady Williams, a prime opportunity to go ahead and start Russell Wilson. All right, let's try Tony in Forest Park. Hey, Tony, what do you got? Hey, I got two questions for you. So I have two running backs on by and Barkley injured. uh, So I'm forced to play either Malcolm Brown or Edo Smith. And then my second question is... Well, let me just oh, answer, you answer Yeah, let's go ahead and use... Um, with Todd Gurley out, that is uh, pretty much a no-brainer there. So go ahead, Tony. Okay, and then uh, Jarvis Landry or Scary Terry? Last time I benched Landry, he finally, he finally did something. Yeah, so, he blew up. And, we'll and look, I, I just gave you the, uh, the stats about Baker Mayfield struggling with the deep ball. The good news for Jarvis Landry is that he's really not the deep threat. That's more of an Odell Beckham problem. I would use Landry. The, the problem for scary Terry McLaren is that uh, with Jay Gruden out, believe it or not, I think that's bad news for the entire uh, Redskins passing game because Bill Callahan is an old school coach who unfortunately I think is kind of caught in the old school mentality of running the ball if you listen to any of his press conferences this week he just wants to get back to running the ball more which i don't think is going to be good news for the redskins their team or fantasy owners out there who have any redskins players so i would use landry and stare clear of any redskins that you can tony because uh it is not a good recipe for to have bill callahan as your coach in fantasy football all right, folks, that's going to do it for the calls, but that means we have arrived at... This is your two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. The two-minute warning here where I try and zip through some last-minute questions via Twitter and uh, the last few phone callers on the line. Dan in Lombard wants to know he needs one for PPR Mixon, Philip Lindsay, or Jordan Howard. And uh, I, as I talked about earlier, Dan, I would use, uh, I would eliminate Joe Mixon. I would use Philip Lindsay in that scenario, especially because the PPR format is to his benefit. Dave in Woodridge wants to know, should he use Carson Wentz or Jared Goff? Dave, I would go ahead and use Carson Wentz without Todd Gurley. I do think that uh, that is going to uh, give 
the 49ers a bit more of a chance to worry about the, their uh, how they're going to stop Jared Goff in the passing game. I would use Carson Wentz in that scenario. Tom wants to know, should he go with Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Matthew Stafford? Tom, I would go ahead and use Jimmy G today against a Los Angeles Rams defense that has been a bit suspect. Matt Wenzel wants to know, he says, I need a flex and a half point PPR. I've got Tevin Coleman, Robert Woods, Damian Williams. He's looking for the highest floor play. So in that scenario, Matt, I would go ahead and use Robert Woods. I think uh, he's most likely to see at least five to six catches for you. And I think that's your highest floor. I love the way he asked that, too. That gives me a frame of reference as opposed to trying to just throw a dart there. Um, Strong Island's finest, 23, wants to know... Who does he go with, Daryl Henderson or Ronald Jones in the half-point PPR? Well, I'm still going to say, I would. well, you know what? Yeah, start Strong Island because the Bucks and Panthers game has already started. I hope you put Ronald Jones in because he would have been my uh, suggestion for you. All right, Randy V wants to know, Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson? As I just talked about, without their two starting cornerbacks, I would use Russell Wilson. And again, that, that game can be heard right here on ESPN 1000. With the pregame coverage starting at 11 today. Game, of course, kicking off at noon. All right. I look up, folks, and that's going to do it for me. But, again, don't go anywhere. We've got lots of play-by-play for you here today. We've got the Seahawks and Browns. We've also, we're the home of the MLB playoffs right here on ESPN 1000. ALCS, Game 2, Yankees-Astros tonight. So, keep it locked here on ESPN 1000 all day. That's going to do it for me here. But uh, thanks to my man Eric Ostrowski back in the studio for hooking it all up. Don't go anywhere, folks. We've got you covered with all your play-by-play action right here on ESPN 1000.